What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 52 of the Gunslinger Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Charles. You can head over to Spotify, um, Amazon Podcast, or Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. We're up on everything pretty much right now. We're holding off on X. Um, just Wait till the football bit. season. Once the football season hits, we'll, you know, we'll be flying high. Yeah. Um, joined today by Mr. Craig Riley, and uh, we're going to talk about the NFC North um, today, which is a very interesting division, I, I'll say, coming into the season, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Um, I, I think that is some bad teams, some good teams, some mediocre teams. I don't know. It's going to be a very interesting. I really think any of them, minus the Packers, probably have a chance to win that division. Um, but I don't know if the Packers are that bad. I just don't know how Jordan Love is. Yeah, and I think, yeah, that's a great point. I think the odds makers don't really know either. Um, the Lions are the favorites at plus 140. And that's then, crazy to me. Yeah, you have that. And then the Bears and the Packers are tied for the like worst odds at plus 400, which isn't even that bad. Like, why? I don't understand why the Lions, who, I mean, we'll get into it, like, their depth chart and stuff like that, but mm -hmm. they haven't made any moves that I'm like, oh, man, like, they've really improved this roster, in my opinion, at least. I mean, if anything, I think their roster might have gotten a little worse. So, I don't know. That'll be interesting right. as we go through it. Um, but the Packers, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they still have Aaron Jones. If A.J. Dillon figures out what happened last year, maybe he'll be good again. But the Jordan loves a big question, um, so hopefully he figures yep. it out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, talking about the, the Packers. Um, so I think it's funny, like the one the year Aaron Rodgers leaves, they draft a receiver and a tight end in the second round. Yeah. And then they they never gave Rodgers help in the draft. Um, minus like Devontae whenever they took him in the second round or whatever it was. But um, yeah, I mean, it's a young receiving group. You know, Christian Watson came on strong last year. Um, Romeo Dubes, they have, you know, like I just said, the rookie Jaden Reed, who they drafted, a solid offensive line, two good running backs. Um, like you said, though, yeah, I mean, Jordan Love, like, what's the, the question is there? I don't know. How good can he be? Right. It's, but it's like, are the Packers like kind of like the Steelers are with head coaches? They just go through like one guy for like 12 years and then they, and then they just move on to the next. I don't know. Like, it's a, it's a weird situation. Um, I haven't really seen much film on him, so I'll be anxious in the preseason what he looks like. Yeah, same. And I mean, he was their first round pick, so and he was drafted in 2020. So that means this would be like he would be due for his fifth year option next year, I guess. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like this is a make or break year um, for him. They drafted Sean Clifford. I'm pretty sure he went to Penn State, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, I think you're right. So I guess he would be like the backup. So not a great quarterback room um, at all in Green Bay. But that defense should be, you know, pretty solid again. They added uh, Lucas Van Ness from Iowa, great edge rusher. Um, so I think from a defensive standpoint, that they'll keep them in a lot of these games against, you know, three teams in the division that, you know, are not like the greatest teams by any means. So um, right. I'll have a chance. Yeah. I think they'll have a chance. They obviously lost Aaron Rodgers. They lost two edge rushers, but like I said, that added Lucas Van Ness and still overall a solid defense. Um, right. So 
the Packers, yeah, like I said, they're plus 400. Um, opening up the year at Chicago, I am going to give them a loss. And then I have them three straight wins versus um, the Falcons, home versus the Saints, and home versus the Lions. Um, and then five straight losses at Vegas, at Denver, home versus the Vikings and the Rams, and then at Pittsburgh um, through week 10. So um, three and six, I have them through week 10. Okay, yeah. So I have it a little different. Um, I have them losing to the Bears and to the Falcons. Uh, I have them beating the Saints. Uh, I think, you know, eventually they kind of, you know, at home they get a win. Then I have them losing two straight Lions Raiders by – then I have them losing in Denver. Then I have them beating the Vikings and the Rams. Um, And then I have them losing to the Steelers. So kind of similar but a little different. Um, I think that they're probably going to be one of those teams where they really struggle on the road, but they do well at home. Okay. Yeah, and then – so, yeah, they get the Chargers at home. A one one o'clock game for the Chargers when when they're on the road is just like a recipe for disaster. Yeah, every time. So I'll give the Packers the win there. Um, And then at Detroit on Thanksgiving, I have um, a loss home versus the Chiefs, a loss. Kind of weird that that game got Sunday night football. Um, Not really sure. Get Mahomes on national television as much as possible, you know? Yeah. Um, And then Monday night, they're at the Giants. I have a loss. I have them beating Tampa and then three straight losses. Yeah, three straight losses to end the year. So five and twelve overall is where I have Green uh, Bay. So I also have them at five and twelve. Um, I have them losing um, every game in the back half. I have them winning back to back with the Giants and the Bucks. So I have them okay. losing like three straight there. Chargers, Lions, Chiefs, win win. Them losing the last three. Um, I think the Giants at that point are going to not going to be playing for a whole lot. And that Jordan Love, if he's just playing for his contract at that point, maybe he gets something going there late. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the Bucks. I mean, I don't know. I'm not high on them at all. So I think that they're going to be pretty bad. Uh, yep. I, I have one question for you. If the Packers had Rodgers, what would your record be for them with this team? Not that much better, I don't think. I mean, it's like, look at what – I mean, he was there last year, and they couldn't even make the playoffs. They, yeah. they couldn't win a home play-in game to make the playoffs. I, I would probably have them at nine wins with Rodgers. Like, I think Rodgers is worth four wins, but I wouldn't have them, like, winning the division. But it's an interesting question, right? Like, if they had Rodgers, where is it going to go? I don't know. Just kind of a, something to think about in some of these games. Probably have them beating the Bears twice. I mean, Rodgers owned the Bears. so okay. Yeah. But yeah, and then Jordan Love said that weird thing about being the Bears' daddy, and no one really knew what yeah. he meant. I don't know, yeah, but I like, yeah. I like it. You know, he's having some fun with it. Yeah, um, yeah. So overall, Packers very big question mark. Um, first, first team we've uh, had the same record so far in doing these. Okay, <laughs> very interesting. We'll see what we got here. So Detroit, um, another. Yeah, I don't know. Like you mentioned, the depth on this team is not. Not that good. Um, I don't get it. I, why? I, like, explain to me why the odds makers think that they're. Where have they gotten better? Yes, I, I mean they added Sutton, Chauncey Gardner, uh, Johnson. So that's you know two guys I think that should help the secondary, but. Right, I but they but they don't have a good linebacking core. I mean, their best linebacker is probably Malcolm Rodriguez who is like an undersized linebacker. Their secondary is yeah. good. I'll grant you that. But the problem is, is that in their division, this like, except for against the Vikings, they're going to have to stop the run. 
Uh, yeah. And then on offense, is Gibbs Montgomery better than Swift Jamal Williams? I mean, to me, it's the same. I don't know if it's better or worse, right? I, I think the Gibbs pick was weird. And then their receiving room with Jameis Williams out there for six, for six games is not good. Like Marvin Jones Jr. at this point is a receiver for. Yeah, and they have him as started in as a starter on the outside, which I don't get that at all. Yeah, and Goff is just the perennial, terrible on the road, good at home quarterback. And like, yep. people are high on him. They, I guess, they always will be. And I just, I've never seen it. I didn't see it even when he was with McVay. You hated him when he was with the Rams. I still do. I don't get it. I, I, I truly don't. I, just look at it this way, right? They switch quarterbacks. Stafford immediately goes and wins the Super Bowl with them. Like, and right. Goff with basically the same team, like. Does exact like doesn't do that well. I don't know. I'm not. I don't get it. Never I mean, got he it. got him to the Super Bowl. Yeah, he did. And you but could then also he, but, argue, then he, but then he lost on the Super Bowl because he couldn't throw a pass. You could probably also argue that Goff's team was better because he had Gurley, right? And Stafford didn't have Gurley, did he? No. Right. So. But yeah, Stafford had Cup. Like Cup now, not Cup then. I don't know. Yeah. And he had Odell, which was good. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not a huge golf guy. I never have been. I think that he plays really well at home. He plays well in blowout games. And I just don't think he has a clutch bone. Yeah. I think the driving force for this team is just, I mean, obviously Dan Campbell. People will run through a brick wall for that guy. Oh, I love Dan and Campbell. That, I'm all about him. That goes a long way, especially – I mean, it's a contact sport, so. But why Why they're so favored over the Vikings, I don't get. Like, the Vikings, there's no difference in my mind between Cook and Madison. So, that can't be why. So, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, they're, the Lions are extremely high on Jameer Gibbs. I don't know if you saw, but they were going to draft him at six or wherever um, before they traded back with Arizona. But, like, what, what's the point of signing Montgomery then? Like, so you want a one-two punch again, just like Jamal Williams and Swift? But it's like, at that point, you're going to run into the same issue you run last. Like, to me, when you do a one-two punch like that, it works much better you do what, like, the Patriots do or what the Eagles do. And you have, like, running backs that are, like, basically all the same runner. And you're like, okay, mm-hmm. like, we can plug and play them at any time and you don't know what's coming at you. The problem yeah. is Gibbs is in. It's probably a pass or it's going to be a draw, or it's going to be a screen. And when Montgomery's in, probably just lining up and running. It's the same issue we had for years with the Pats. When James White was in, they're not running the ball. So, I don't right. know. Just really weird to me. Yeah. Um, and I, to me, Montgomery should be getting the ball over Gibbs, and I don't think that's going to happen. I think definitely. If I'm honestly the Lions, I'm just using Gibbs as a receiver. He, I'm pretty sure he started as a receiver at Alabama transformed into a running back and i mean he was great he was probably bryce young's best receiver last year and he was a running back so and like you said the lack of talent and at the receiver position especially with jamison williams suspended for what is it six games or four i still think he shouldn't be by the way still think that's a terrible suspension but that's a conversation for a different time yeah so I would use him, yeah, more as a receiver. And you still have two decent running backs behind Montgomery. Craig Reynolds, who was pretty yeah. good last year when he came in. And um, same with Justin Jackson. I mean, he's been around for a little bit now, but he's a solid backup. 
So yeah, and again, maybe I'm missing something on the Detroit. Maybe with their secondary, people are thinking like, oh, like that they plugged a lot of holes in and stuff like that. I just don't think that's their issue. I think their issue is they don't have an identity on offense. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the defense was terrible last year, and we saw that. They did go out and spend money to make it better, but yeah, I don't know if they, if like you said, I don't, I don't know if that was the the right move for them to make at this point. But um, getting into their schedule, so um, tough schedule to start at the Chiefs open the season. Mark that up as a loss. Telling you right now, I don't care. That has got to be a Jared, loss. Jared Goff going into Kansas City as they raise a banner. That is, yeah. that's not good. I'm, I might think the Chiefs win that game by, like, 17 or more. Yeah, and if Jonathan Taylor gets traded to the Chiefs, it's going to be even worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, all right, so loss there. I have them losing um, at home to Seattle. They got Those two teams got in a shootout last year. I'm pretty sure that game was Great in Detroit. Game. Great game, yeah. Seattle won that, too, I'm pretty sure. Um, but then I have them beating Atlanta, losing at Green Bay on a short week on Thursday night. Coming home, beating Carolina. I actually have them losing on the road at Tampa. Then you got to follow that up, going to Baltimore, have that as a loss. And then I have them beating Vegas going into the bye. So um, three and five going into the bye. So I I have them winning four games. I have them beating the Falcons, the Packers, the Panthers, and the Bucks for a four-game win streak. Because I think they'll start 0-2. I think that's a pretty easy stretch for the most part there. Like, I think they should could win all four. And then I have them losing to the Ravens and the Raiders. So I think in a typical Goff-like fashion, this is going to be a team of runs. Like, they're going to win a few, lose a few in a row, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, I think that the hardest game, like, they're, the Ravens game is going to be super interesting. If they want to win the division, they're going to have to beat the Raiders and the Ravens, I think. Because, I, I don't know, their back half is a, is a weird schedule. Yeah. I I think they're this is like a 500 team in my in my mind. Um, yeah, coming off the bye, I have them losing at the Chargers, um, but then back to back divisional wins, um, losing at New Orleans, uh, beating the Bears again on the road, beating Denver at home, and then I mean you end the year at Minnesota at Dallas, home versus Minnesota. It's not not good, um, especially for a team that's going to be hovering around 500 and maybe has a chance to get a wild card. But um, I have them losing um, at Minnesota and at Dallas and then beating Minnesota at home to end the year. So eight and nine is where I have them. So I have them losing to the Chargers. That's a terrible matchup for them, I think. I have them beating the Bears and the Packers, and then I have them losing six straight to end the year. Um, And I think that the problem with that's going to be is that they're going to lose like two in a row. And then they're going to be scrambling and they're not going to know. So I have them finishing six and 11 and it's not so much that I'm down on them. I just think their schedule doesn't favor how they're going to play. Like, especially Mm -hmm. like Minnesota, that is a brutal end. Like Broncos, Vikings, Cowboys, Vikings. Yeah. That is, that's not going to be fun. No. And you got to think Den, I mean, Denver's not going to be going for the division most likely, but they'll probably be a team trying to fight for a wild card spot. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, Russ might cook this year. We'll have to wait and see. But I don't know. I think yeah. the I think the Lions are a weird team. Definitely could be above five hundred. Could be right at five hundred. I have them at six and eleven. I just think that they're being a little overhyped because of everyone loving Dan Campbell, which I mm-hmm. get it. I love the guy too, but 
I don't know. I, I'm just I don't see the talent there like others are seeing. But maybe I'm missing something. I absolutely could be. No, I'm right there with you. Yeah, I don't see. I don't see it either. Um, and I think yeah, they went what last year nine and eight. Yeah. Or eight nine whatever. I think it's a very yeah very similar result as last year. Um, the Vikings. I don't know. Last year, obviously, they won a ton of one-score games. No Maybe. way they can do that again. No. Um, but I know we've both talked about how we think the offense will be better this year with basically you're replacing Adam Thielen with Jordan Addison, which should okay. definitely be an upgrade. Thielen, Thielen was not good last year, and he looked bad. Right. Yeah, um, he did not look good at and all. And like, and what, and like, for me, Madison is as good as Cook, so I don't think that's a loss there. I do think they're weak at running back, like, um, but mm-hmm. you know, I think they'll be fine. Um, but to me, they have the best receiver in the league, and Justin Jefferson is going to absolutely be just like every everywhere this year. Yeah, and I mean, even like KJ Osborne. I mean, he had some really solid games last year. So Hawkinson's a top five tight end, and yeah. that was a great. Again, another Lions thing. How why you trade him in division makes yeah. no sense. And you know, everyone kind of hits on the Vikings defense, but they have good players on defense. I think that mm-hmm. the problem is is that that offense is so kind of like they score so quickly, the defense is on the field too much. So I think if they kind of figure that out a little bit better, that'll be good. But they got some good players on defense, man. Um, yes, definitely they do. Um, I think added adding Byron Murphy as a nickel corner is definitely going to help a lot. Um, Harrison Smith, too, if he can get back. I know he's been in the league a long time, but if he can get back to that, like, like really solid safety, veteran leader yeah. and then on the back end, I think that'll be important for this team. Um, but, yeah, they, a lot of good, solid players. Um, and um, what was I going to say? Yeah, like you said, running back room's not great. Pro Football Focus says I'm ranked as 29th going into the season so i mean that's um, probably accurate like i mean that's not a good room but madison's no. gonna be fine and at the end of the day it's gonna be the kirk Cousins show with jeff yeah. with jefferson addison and osborne i think osborne could be like a sneaky starter in fantasy yeah i think there's definitely plenty of balls to go around and i think honestly the biggest improve like the biggest thing this they did was they added brian flores to be a, the defensive coordinator yeah and that guy he's proven Proved, proved himself in New England, proved himself in Miami. Why he got let go there, we'll never know. Um, but, yes, I mean, still he's... Still weir- the weirdest firing probably ever. Yeah, great great defensive um, coordinator. So I like that a lot to shape that defense. So um, Minnesota, they're, yeah, they're plus 275 to win the division. I, I took them at plus 250 a couple weeks ago, thinking that was a steal. Probably should have waited till today, but... Um, yeah, we'll see what that number keeps going to. But, yeah, to start the year, I have them beating Tampa. Um, as I mentioned, I have them winning that game at Philly. I have them losing to the Chargers, um, beating Carolina, losing to the Chiefs. And then through week uh, six, week six to ten, I have them winning all those games. So I have them going on a five-game win streak um, at that point. So I have them at eight and two through week ten. Okay, so I have I actually have them have four losses through week ten. I kind of have a different feeling. I think they're going to kind of catch fire towards the end of the year a little bit more. Um, okay. I have them losing to the Eagles in week two, the Chiefs, 
the 49ers and the Packers. Um, I just think that, you know, all games that they could lose, kind of weird games there. Um, I think they're going to come out being fine. They'll be competitive in all the games. The, there's just the law of averages. There's no way they can win that many one-score games again. Like, it's like, it's kind of like when Kamara was scoring touchdowns for two straight seasons at like a rate no one's seen before based on touches. Like, eventually it comes down, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's good. Uh, late buy for them. So that's kind of an interesting little tidbit for them. But, um, but yeah, I have them losing that Packers game and then kind of going on a roll here. Okay. Uh, five primetime games. I didn't really notice that. They want to see Justin Jefferson. That's what, that's what the league wants to see. Oh, for sure. I have them going four and one in those games, so we'll have to see. Hopefully, Prime Kirk time doesn't Kirk, down. four and one. Yeah, love it. We'll see. Um, so yeah, so New Orleans. So yeah, I have them losing at Denver Sunday Night Football. I have that same. I have them losing at Denver as well. Okay, um, bouncing back to beat the Bears on Monday Night at home. Like you said, the late buy. Um, I have back-to-back losses at the Raiders and at the Bengals. Um, and then I have them beating Detroit and Green Bay um, and then losing that game at Detroit to end the year. But I don't think it'll matter at that point. So I have them at 11 and six to uh, lead the division. I also have them at 11 and six. Mm-hmm. Um, I have them losing to the Broncos and the Bengals um, in that back okay. half and winning every other game. Uh, the at Bengals is going to be a tough game. Bengals should be playing for the one seed at that point. Um, yeah. and I, I'm kind of high on the Broncos. I think the Broncos just kind of had a weird year last year with, um, so I think that they're going to be pretty good. I don't think they'll challenge the Chiefs, but I think they'll, you know, maybe challenge for a playoff spot. Um, pretty easy stretch there with the, you know, Packers, Falcons, Saints. You know, that's not mm. too bad. Uh, but I'm high on them. I, I love Kirk Cousins. I think he's super underrated. I always think he is. Even Justin Jefferson seems to underrate yeah. him, which is kind of funny. Uh, but he doesn't seem to mind, and I think that he's a good leader in that room. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know if did you watch the quarterback on Netflix? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's got to be like the most normal dude, like ever. Oh, yeah. Just completely laid back, just like a normal guy, and he's playing for a contract too. He's this is his contract season, so I'd expect him to have another really, really good year for the. I Vikings. think Addison's going to be really good as well. Like I think you know we always talk about that. There's always a receiver that like really pops his rookie year and I think Addison could be that person if Jefferson is getting two-man coverage the whole time and Addison's just running free like that's you should not do that that kid is good yeah well that or I mean and then you have Hawkinson running up the seam it's like I think and we saw some massive games by Hawkinson once he got traded to the Vikings last year so now we have a whole offseason yeah I think big things for the Vikings for sure um so we're going to finish up the, the North with, with, the bears. with my Bears, my team. <laughs> that is your team of the, of, of the season, for sure. Um, so I didn't think the Bears had that good of an offseason until I actually, like, looked at what they did. And I thought they made some really good moves on defense. They added TJ Edwards from the Eagles, um, and they added Tremaine Edwards from Buffalo, obviously DJ Moore. Um, Nate Davis came over from Tennessee, um, offensive guard. Um, Deontay Foreman, who ran the ball really well for Carolina then last year after McCaffrey got traded. He's in there just kind of backing up Khalil Herbert. So I think that's a really good one-two punch. Um, And you have the best runner in the league in Justin Fields. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And, I mean, it's a good secondary. I mean, Eddie Jackson's really solid. Uh, Brisker. 
Um, he was a rookie last year out of Penn State. He had a really solid year. Jalen Johnson. Um, I just I think good. They have a good enough team, I think, to maybe like make an effort in the division. I don't think they'll be able to compete with the Vikings to win it. Um, but I like them. I like them overall. I think their D line's still lacking a little bit, but I think they can. They'll they'll get there soon. I think. Does Justin Fields throw for four thousand? No. I'd say like thirty four hundred. Does he rush for over a thousand? Yeah. He probably hits up by like week ten. Yeah, I mean, you got to think, like that guy. I mean, how many times last year would, especially like the middle toward the end of the year, would we see? Oh, there goes Justin Fields on eighty six yard touchdown. Yeah, like yeah. right off the bat. Right. He just makes it look so easy. Yeah, so. well, and I think Cole commits way better than people give him credit for. They obviously think so, too, based on that extension. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is comical, though, that a tight end gets that kind of extension, but a running back can't. That's still, like, is crazy to me. But yeah. also they have Robert Tunyon, too. Like, they have a pretty good, like, kind of, like, skill position core there. Um, I'm not high on Claypool, but as a three, that's good. Um, DJ Moore is the key to this team, though. If they can get DJ Moore to be yeah. – a good player, like where he's like getting the ball and being involved, they're going to be dangerous. And like the way Fields wants to throw fits DJ Moore, so I would assume he's going to be. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, uh, PFF has their entire receiving core, like including tight ends, ranked thirteenth. Yeah, which I think is, that's accurate. I mean, yeah. DJ Moore is a low end one, high end two, so that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, I mean, we've seen big games from Mooney in the past, and um. They were really high on Belus Jones last year as a rookie. He didn't get many opportunities. And then, um, obviously, Equanim, whatever, St. Brown, Amon Ra's uh, brother. We've seen him have big games, too. So, I think, yeah, overall. Another team, though, that the read option rule could could affect them a lot. So, that's another note to make sure. Yep, definitely something to watch out for. Um, But, yeah, so the Bears. um, I can't wait. For this how you have them in this in this schedule plus 400 tied for last in the division like odds to win at plus 400 it's like it's almost just kind of worth the the bet if you i mean it's not that great of a division but like i said i don't think this is a double double digit win team but i have them beating green bay week one yeah. and then winning at tampa so they're two and oh this you, haven't team, beat, you haven't beaten the Chiefs. I'm gonna lose it. They, they started two and one last year. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And then um, they won some games. I think total. Yeah, I I have them losing four straight right now at Kansas City, Denver, at Washington, okay. um, and home versus the Vikings. So four straight losses, then back to back wins versus the Raiders and the Chargers, and then I'll round out here till the bye. Four straight losses going into the bye. So. Um, four and eight going into the bye is what I have them at. Okay, yeah, I have them as at five wins. So okay. I have them beating the Packers and the Bucks, uh, losing to the Chiefs and the Broncos, beating the Commanders, beating the Raiders, and beating the Panthers. Um, I think that a lot of I think their schedule is actually pretty good in my opinion. Like, yeah, there's a few tough games in there, but not like I don't think it's crazy by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the nice thing with Fields is, you know, I was going to make fun of you if you had them beating Kansas City. But the one thing about Fields is that he can win any game on the ground. Like, that's mm-hmm. how good he is. 
and if he can throw the ball, that'll be fun. I think they're going to be one of the most fun teams to watch because of Fields. Um, but yeah, I have them uh, doing that going into the bye, and then I have them, I have them winning. You know, I'll kind of finish it out here since I'm still going. Yep. I have them only losing one game after the bye. So I have okay. them beating the Lions, losing to the Browns, and winning three straight. They must have the easiest yeah. after the bye schedule of all time. Right. No, I agree. I'm almost in the same boat. I have them losing to Detroit and um, losing at Cleveland, but then I have them, yeah, winning those last three. So I have them year. at nine and eight. I have them at seven and ten. So you're you're higher on. Them I'm higher. I'm, I'm the Bears guy now. Yeah. Um, I just think they. I think their their schedule makes sense for them. I I, I really do. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Like you said. I mean. Fields could win almost any game. I mean, I'm just looking at their game from against the Eagles last year. They lost 25-20. Fields only threw for 150, but ran for 95, which, I mean, just controlling the clock against the Chiefs is how you beat them. Right. So, yeah, could definitely see them pulling out a game like that. I don't think they'll, they will, um, but they could for sure. Um, a lot of, yeah, and I mean – they get to play the NFC South, so, you know, they could easily win all those games. Uh, it's a, yeah, it's a good, good time to play them. Fields is really good. Um, has to be one of the better, you know, young quarterbacks in the league in terms of watchability. The question is, can he throw? And I think that, you know, he's going to have to answer that this year. Because if he can't throw, I don't think they're going to pay him. Like, at that point, like, what do you do, right? Because, but if he can throw, like, you know, and all he has to do is throw, you know, as well as Lamar, and then he's going to get yeah. paid. So, I don't know. Very interesting season. Um, I think the one thing I really like about Fields is I think he's a really good leader. And even in the games last year, they lost a lot of close games, and they were in a lot of games. So, if they can turn that around, um, it will be fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree. I'm just looking up now. Um, how many yards did Hurts throw for last year? Oh, it had to be over four, right? 3,700. Yeah, so I mean, he can throw he, for that. I mean, he'll get paid. Right, we know he'll run for more than Hertz did. So yeah, what what was Hertz rushing? I think it was only it was just under eight hundred. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, I think Fields is like more probably of like thirty five and twelve, like thirty five hundred passing, twelve hundred rushing. Yeah. Um, I mean, which is like fantasy gold. I mean, number one, baby. Yeah. I mean, I don't – I mean, that's crazy. I mean, he literally was winning people games by himself last – I remember one game he got me like 70 points in a league with six-point six touchdowns. But yeah. uh, I think the Bears are going to get a weird division, though. Like, minus the Packers, anyone could probably go out and win it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, even – I mean, the Packers arguably have probably the best defense in the division. Do, so. do you, right. Do you think, though, that this has to be – the, the weakest quarterback division? Mm. Besides the NFC South, probably. Or the AFC South. Well, yeah, both of them are. But, like, I mean, like, Fields and Cousins, like, yeah. they're good. But, like, I mean, they're not, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's going to be a very interesting NFC. I mean, we've talked about it, all the talents in the AFC. So, it's think, like, yeah. it's a... It's a three or four team race, maybe in the NFC, right? To win it all, if you even want to throw the Vikings in there as one of those teams. It's. I think it's really just 49ers, Eagles, Cowboys. 
Right, but we know Dallas won't even be there at the end. They never are. So they'll, they'll lose. They'll lose some some by some weird thing. Yeah. Oh. They're still yeah, saying know. here Des caught the ball. Yeah. Well, they they've been had. I saw a video on Instagram today of all their uh, recent playoff mishaps: the Tony Romo botch snap and the Tony Romo interception in 07 against the Giants in the end zone. Just yeah. Bad. But I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. I think uh, the team to really look for early in the season is the Packers because if the Packers come out and play well, they have the defense to win games. So you know that's gonna be the key. But the one thing I'll say about them, same thing about the Cowboys. We said last episode, if Bakhtiari cannot stay healthy, that line is not gonna be good. And it's the same thing with the Cowboys with Tyron Smith. Like those two guys are so good when they're in, and when they're out, it's not good. Yeah, I agree. It should be, yeah. I'm look, really looking forward to it. Um, we've got like a month, pretty much, I'd say. Maybe five weeks, four it's weeks. exciting. Yeah. So we're almost there. And as the preseason goes on, we'll probably, you know, be upset about some of these. You know, whenever I say the Rams beating the Cowboys and I go watch out and Stafford looks terrible, then I'll, I'll, I'll be looking bad. But we'll see. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, well, as always, the music credit goes out to ACDC, and we'll catch you guys next time.